I'm not understanding how an actress can get so much hatred for fucking Obi-Wan yeah. for being an actress and being hired to do the job. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Kick names. And here we go. Take ass. Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films and Black and White, everybody. How are you all feeling? It is a great day to be with y'all. We have, this is like probably some chaotic energy for sure. Like we are going to bring bit. some really, really, really chaotic energy today, but I'm very excited about it. Um, remember, you can always watch our live stream by going to patreon.com slash films in black and white to watch us in living color. You can also vote for the movie that we'll watch for June. And I'm very excited. The picks that we have for June. We're talking Jaws, the revenge. We're talking Piranha 3D. We're talking the Meg. And we also uh, there's one more, but I can't remember what it was. But it is right now we are at a tie over in the Patty family page. So we need someone to break that tie. So patreon.com slash films in black and white. But gentlemen, how are you all? We here. Great. That's all that matters. That was a, that was, that was something. So I'm going to kick it on down to Brian Roush to give us formally how he's doing. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I feel very, I, I, my, look, yeah. my, my cup is full. Uh, went to the zoo with the kiddos on Friday. Yeah. Uh, for those that know me, I've worked in higher ed since uh, 2010, and for about 10-ish, 8 to 10-ish of those years, I've either worked move out or I've worked graduation, and mm. this year I had to do neither, like for any of those things, and I was like, you know what, yeah. We're just, let's go to the zoo, let's go do something fun, so we did, and it was it was great, it was very liberating, oh, I got yeah. some Dippin' Dots, I'm a big fan of Dippin' Dots, I know some people are like, mm. whatever, it's ice cream, the no, snack of the future. It is it is frozen orb cream and it has many different flavors other than ice cream. That's all I'm gonna say. Anyway, uh yeah, I'm just I'm good, very full. We also did a ton of like landscaping stuff at our house. So I am just I, I did walk, it all Brian. this weekend. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised, Brian, that you're capable of standing vertically uh after <laughs> laying sod for an entire I'm, weekend. I did some yoga. Like I never do yoga or like meditation, and like I, I did it because I was like I my lower back. I feel yeah. like an old man. Right yeah, now. yeah. It's so anyway, that grass work always whoop your ass. I don't care what. Oh you my can gosh, do you're bending down. You're picking up. Like, oh my gosh, the whole time. I see why but... Mr. Miyagi used some of that shit as his like lessons and karate. Oh, yeah. yeah, that should strengthen you up. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, for sure. But Marcus J. Destin oh. or Jarrell, how are mm -hmm. you feeling, sir? <laughs> I am great. I have gone down a rabbit hole. And I'm excited true. to share with you my thoughts. I love it. Going down this rabbit hole. So I'm, uh, I'm excited, you know? I'm very and excited. And for everybody to go not able to see the you. Patreon, that is Marcus's name on the live stream here is yeah. Jer hyphen L. So, Jer I mean, we're the just, house, we're going with the theme here. The I should house change mine to something wizarding. I love it. Yes. yes. The House yeah. of Ale, the last son of Krypton. That's, or that's incredible. Say, the black son of Krypton. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> either way, it works I, either I, way. <laughs> Doug, Doug, how are you? I I am doing quite well, y'all. It is it is a busy week for me. Mm. I've had a lot of just work wise, just a lot of meetings, a lot of back to back stuff this week. So um, it's all been good, and it is all things. My cup, like Brian said, is very full, but I'm also um, there's a quote from a Lord of the Rings. I feel like it's uh, Bilbo Baggins says, like, I feel like I'm a piece of butter that's spread too thinly over bread. And that is just oh. that is the best way to describe how I feel like just oh, kind wow. of spread a little thin mentally today. So but you know what? I'm here. I'm with you all. I'm excited for this chaotic energy. So um, I'm excited to see what it can bring. So, uh, Brian, you, sir, based <laughs> Based on your again for our Patreon folks, Brian changed his name to Secrets of Roush. Brian, Brian, you took a trip. You took I a did. trip on your Nimbus three thousand to the Wizarding World, I and I'm curious about your report. You did, me oh, too, man. All right. So, for a little bit of context here, I so my wife Maggie and I. My wife is has when Harry Potter came out, it consumed her life. Harry Potter was for her what Star Wars was for me. Uh, sure. She read everything, um, so she was like, "I'm gonna watch this like on streaming on HBO Max. Yep. You can watch it with me or not or whatever." And I was like, I, "I don't know. Like, I feel really ambivalent about it, whatever." Um, and so we put it on Saturday night and I was like, I'm super tired, whatever. Like, watch what you want. I'm probably going to fall asleep. Yep. And I started watching this movie and immediately I was like, I have to tell the podcast about this because it's a mess. Like, and if you didn't want to watch this movie because you didn't want to support J.K. Rowling, I'm just going to spoil this whole thing for you. It's nice. not really spoiling it. I don't know. It it just it doesn't it make any itself. sense. It spoiled it, itself. It really does. It, 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 uh and we we were not grabbed by it and fell asleep, but I had seen so much at that point to you? be like, this is mess. Like to to borrow a friend of the podcast, Stephanie Williams, this is premium mess that I can't, okay. I can't. It's a freight train crashing. I can't not finish it. So okay, uh, we got some fajitas Sunday night and uh, we we ate them <laughs> and watched it. So I watched this so you didn't have to. Anyway, here we yes. go. Uh, I love it. So anyway, this movie, it, it, I don't know who it's for. It, it almost <laughs> acts if like, you know, everything about Harry Potter, oh. but it feels the need within the first 20 minutes to recap the events of the past two fantastic beasts movies, which is bizarre to oh. me. Yep. Um, but we do it. And the thing about it though, is that like with star Wars, you have the yellow credit crawl with yep. Avengers. There's a news report somewhere within the first act of oh, like all the information you need to know, that's whether true. it's Sokovia, whether it's Thanos, whether it's whatever, uh, right. like there's some contextual background. This, they just plop it all on one actress and I'm going to find her name because she's like one of the bright spots of this movie. Um, but essentially, uh, like they just recap these movies in a super clumsy way, and then kind of move on with their life. It's very, it's very strange, is yeah. what I'm just gonna say. And also, uh, Brian, while yeah. you're looking her up, I'm gonna chime in and say I did not watch all of this, but based on <laughs> Brian's feedback <laughs> from the chat, I had to give myself just a little taste. You know, when somebody says like, "Ooh, I think this is spoiled," or "Ooh, I think this is bad," try this. There was a part of me that had to just. Take a little bite just to see how bad it really was. Yes. Um, because it's a morbid curiosity at this it, point. It was absolutely is. And mm. I'll just say this for a movie with the Nate with the phrase fantastic beasts in it, 
not a lot of beasts. I'm just I'm uh, I'm just gonna put that out there. Not a lot of beasts. Yeah, very yeah. few beasts. Yeah, like, minimal, funny. very minimal beasting happening yeah. in this movie. Uh Jessica Williams uh plays Lolly. Uh okay. you might have known her from Love Life on HBO Max, uh Book Smart, which is also amazing. She was on uh she was a writer for Two Dope Queens, too. I didn't know this okay. makes sense now. Anyway, she's like the bright spot of the movie. She nails everything. She's great. She's charming. Absolutely lovely. Is she the one reading, Brian? Very talented. Was she the one uh, reading the book outside the yeah. bakery? Okay. Yeah. yeah, she's great. Um, Everyone else around her, though, is trying their best. And David yeah. Yates directs this. And he's the director that's been directing it since uh, Harry Potter, since Order of the Phoenix. He did. And oh. so it's like that's this really weird, dark, gritty yep style so like all the colors washed out anyway i'm just going to focus on three points of this movie that i just think are super bonkers otherwise excited. i would take up this whole podcast um <laughs> so like Brian, you do your thing yeah, i mean yeah, do, do you think? here's what i said after maggie and i were done watching it i was like this is the second worst movie i've seen this year and the first one is still morbius but it made me think about it it made me think oh maybe morbius is better so that's where we're at here Jeepers. Uh, Right. So anyway, yeah. you can tell J.K. Rowling can't screenwrite because uh, the main thing that happens here uh, in this movie is the reveal that Credence, who was the antagonist for like the first movie, mm-hmm. who's played by Ezra Miller, The first Flash, yep. um, he uh, he is secretly a Dumbledore. We find this out at the last moment of the second movie, and this is like a big reveal yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So the movie resolves this by Dumbledore being like, I know you're a secret Dumbledore and I know you're mad. And they have this like weird, they have a duel and the effects are fine. And then he like bests, he bests Ezra Miller and he's like, I know, I know your secret. I know you're a Dumbledore, but it's not what you think. And then he leaves. I kid you not. (laughs) This reveal is made. This like Luke, I am your father reveal is made. And then like leaves. This is the equivalent of Vader being like, no, I am your father. Bye. And like you don't even cut to Luke going no, or like that can't be true, or like I'll never or if you join do, you. It's just him giving like a confused look, like what? yep, like that's it. He just leaves him there. By the way, this guy's like a magic Nazi. I need to you, like, make this very clear. Ezra Miller is working for the top magic Nazi, uh, played by Mads Mikkelsen, Grindelwald, and yeah. like Dumbledore's like, peace out, man. By the way, I know your secret. It's not what you think, though. Bye. Um, yeah like to to have this reveal and have no way for the audience to connect with it emotionally it's just like huh how about that reveal did you enjoy Next that thing like it's just so clearly done Not gonna to get like, that from book five are right? you right and then they don't even deal with it until like i'd say in the third act of the movie by the way eddie redmayne is in this movie but like this is jude law's movie and oh, i wouldn't no, even say he steals I the from the trailer i mean it's like, what if Star Wars had Return of the Jedi, but like instead of like resolving Luke, Leia, and Han's arcs, it was like, hey, you remember Yoda? All right, so we're gonna follow what Yoda does in this movie, and like he would defeat the Emperor. Like that's exactly what happens in this movie, and part of the reason is it's so unsatisfying because you don't care about any of these main yeah. characters because they're not given anything to do. So, yeah. because you have to have Dumbledore. So, like, it, it. anyway, that's my first thing. They resolve this later in the yeah. film, and Jude Law's like, hey, hey, Newt, hey. So, anyway, 
you know that guy, you know that that magic Nazi guy that you fought in the first movie, and Eddie Redmayne's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's my nephew. And he's like, and Eddie Redmayne's like, I'm sorry, I guess. And then you just move on. Like <laughs> that's, that's the exchange. That's he's it. Like, oh, uh, oof. It, well, I'm sorry. Much. Like, and I then, honestly, and then the exchange that Dumbledore gives back because this is where I stopped. Like right yep. after this, the yep. exchange that he gives is like, don't you, don't do that. Don't you say I'm sorry. It's like it's motherfuckers trying to express some empathy. Like, what is this dialogue going on? Like, what is what is this? I don't understand. I I I don't know. I I have to move on, otherwise I'll be stuck here. So the there's a magic deer. Um, I don't even remember the name. It's a chillin'. I don't know. Whatever. It's chillin'. It's a. I don't. Is that the magical beast? Yes, that's One. like the magic beast. One. There's also a giant scorpion double lobster thing, but like it barely gets screen time. I don't know. Like it, it turns into a snake at one point. Like if the appendage pops off, it turns into a snake that can survive in water, which by the way, I'm totally down for. All the creature designs were cool. I just wish we had more of them. Yeah. Um, but like basically the whole movie centers around like this magic deer and the way the wizarding world yeah marcus is shaking his head yep we're gonna yep this is how they decide they're like top also they call like the un and this bothered me so much they call the un of like magicians the confederation of wizards and i'm like don't like that don't like they call it the confederacy don't like that yeah Yeah. Uh, That doesn't have a good history. No, 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 no. It doesn't help that the Confederation of Wizards meets in Germany. It's also not helpful that that's their location of where they live. Not decision making. It. I mean, oh, I can. (laughs) Okay, I need to stay focused. Otherwise, point two, Brian, you got this. (laughs) the, The magic deer. Anyway, so like. There's this whole thing. They fight over a magic deer at the beginning of the movie. Eddie Redmayne is like, I'm a magic zoologist. This is a sacred creature. And then like the magic Nazis come and they're like, no, we're going to take it. And he's like, oh, no. And there's a whatever. And he, there's whatever. He gets one. That's all you need to know for the purposes of this conversation. Yeah. He gets one and the magic Nazis get one. Yeah, okay. There's two. And uh, right. there's so there's two. And the way they choose their like supreme leader is by, or they used to, they mentioned this. They're like, we used to choose the supreme leader by getting this Chile, Chilean, and it would bow down to that of most pure heart. And they're like, but we don't do that anymore. We vote. Fast forward <laughs> to the end of the movie, and Mads Mickelson, who has entered this political contest, is like, I think we should do this by the Chilean and not vote. And everyone's like, okay. No, yeah. any rule, explanation given are made up on the spot. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, just it doesn't matter. There's no stakes. Like, who cares if there's an election? Because the rules are going to change anyway. Yeah, this stupid magic deer is the linchpin, but we only <laughs> see it for ten minutes, and then on top of it, they make it so convoluted that you're supposed to be like, "Oh no, is what's going to happen?" But like, I kid you not. Marcus, I can't wait to see your face. This is why you sign up for the live stream, folks, on Patreon. So what they Very do, good. Marcus, is they... Uh, I don't know if you saw this part, Doug, but they I did they not. kill the magic deer. Uh, the magic Nazis do. The one in their possession. Okay. They then resurrect it and bewitch it so that when Mads Mikkelsen is, is like there at the ceremony, it will only bow to him. So like they the 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 fix is in. They're they're ready to rig the election, right? Even though they have an election process. Anyway, 
they do all this and then they're like hey wait a minute this isn't right and i kid you not like there's only like a two second shot they do a cutaway to people we don't know and they're like wait a minute that that chilean is is dying and it's dead you this can't stand and then they proceed to believe eddie redmayne newt's commander is like oh by the way i got a spare so we can do this again (laughs) we can do this again chilean this is because he has the second one that he kept he keeps in his magic briefcase yep i'm dead serious this is the plot of the movie wait a minute so you kill an animal bring it yes. back as bring it back as a taxidermy yes. and then bewitch yeah. it so that then it can elect political officials in the magical yes. world yes sounds like they have show. yeah a hundred percent and like and this feels this feels like the old trope Jesus. in like like law procedurals or really yes. bad 50s movies where they were like the only way we could do it if it was if we could match up the the bite marks of the dog too bad we don't have a veterinarian and then someone comes in and goes did someone say veterinarian like like off of <laughs> the street that he was just walking the fuck by like yeah. it, i do have a backup deer in my magical bag yes. of fantastic beast one minute essentially <laughs> yes and by the way everybody's cool with this by the way like no matter what they do the crowd cheers so like whatever like magic nazis yeah by the way mads mickelson's like we're gonna kill all the muggles we're gonna wage war against non-magic users yay hey wait a minute that that was that was a rigged deer election and then oh there's a there's a new deer to do this yay like they just cheer for anything and the, the crowd is just happy to be there the just crowd is just, just you know what bodies. they don't like they're at this tibetan monk temple by the way yeah why i don't know it, it whatever Jesus. anyway that's the magic deer and that is it for it being the main plot point it is given no room to breathe but oh no this worry. deer is strangled and smothered <laughs> I, I mean narratively and physically yes. like they kill the deer uh anyway there's also some weird uh, no i can't i can't do this i can't do just this. Stay, point two point two brian do it 2.5 i promise i'll make it fast they make a whole point that the magic deer bows to dumbledore for just whatever reason by the way and if you've read the books and seen the movies dumbledore he's not like he he's not paragon lawful good like the dude no. did questionable things <laughs> Like him and Professor X would be best friends. Like they meet up for drinks, and Professor X is like, "I just sent a bunch of teenagers to die," and he'd be like, "Oh, you know what? This one kid, I I saved him, but then you know what I did for thirteen years? I put him in an abusive household. I'm a magician. I can change it at will. I can do whatever I yeah. want." Hey, you know so what I we had this do? really we had this really bad wizard, and I essentially emotionally abused this fucking yes. kid for yes. seven whole novels just so that way he could get rid of this potentially yep. evil wizard. Yeah, like so it's almost <laughs> like J.K. Rowling was like, I hear you saying Dumbledore's not good. Well, here's my magic deer. He's not bad. <laughs> it's insane. It's so like if the deer says so it, it must be right. No, that's that's not how that works. It's so like it doesn't make sense. Like it serves no narrative purpose. Like Dumbledore's morality was never in question in this movie. Like so, it it does. There's no stakes. Anyway, the last thing I'm going to say: Matt wow. Mickelson and Jude Law, they're great together. They have like decent performances in this. They and one the of the strong, ones, I feel like they give a <clears throat> shit. Yeah, I mean they're trying. <laughs> like honestly, what it feels like is everybody agrees that the boss is awful. Mm-hmm. 
but like they're all being judged on a group performance <laughs> metric. So everyone's like, you better like, look, I know this is going to turn out really bad, but you need to do your stuff. I feel like that's the conversation Mads and Jude had of like, look, I don't, we both know why we're here. We got to give it our best, even though this writing is terrible. Like whatever. We'll, we'll do please it. just, please just turn your stuff in, please. Pretty much. We, like just, you did your stuff, your right? Stuff yeah, I did, we're I did almost stuff. there, y'all. Please, just for the love of God. <laughs> anyway, basically, there's a really compelling narrative in this movie that uh, Grindelwald and Dumbledore, in their youth, made this blood pact. Uh, they were in love, which is a reveal for some people. They were in love, yeah, and they made a blood pact that they could never harm each other. Which, by the way. If I'm a magic teenager, you better believe I'm doing dumb stuff like this almost every week. And I'm like, yeah, we'll be best friends forever. Let's make a magic pack so we can't hurt each other physically. Oh, yeah, why would yeah. we need to do that or whatever? Anyway, that's you'd have you'd have you'd have to have a record of all the magic packs that I made <laughs> and over what because you know they would right? be like they'd start off super serious and then towards <laughs> the end it would be like Doug and Rico made a magic pact because Rico gave Doug a bite of his sandwich. Like yep. that, that's that it, by towards the end, that would be like, the when Maggie and I, yeah. right. Yep. <laughs> when Maggie and I got married to be like, you have a life debt to your best friend because he gave you popcorn at a movie. Yeah. Like, don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the whole thing. He can cash they, in on that anytime. they have this blood pact, which actually <laughs> serves as a really good narrative device of why Grindelwald and, Dumbledore can't fight each other. The blood pact, it prevents them from hurting each other. Great device. Also, if you would have led with this, JK, of like, hey, Dumbledore and Grindelwald can't fight each other, so they both have to assemble teams to fight each to, to fight the other's, like, you know, person, that's a compelling narrative. Like, that's really cool. You have to get your own Avenger squad to go kill the other guy. Cool. Like, I'm down. That's awesome. Yeah. They don't do that, though. <laughs> <laughs> they essentially just have it in the background of like, I can move against Grindelwald because of this charm or this curse. Anyway, uh, so you're like, well, obviously this has to resolve at the end of the movie and you're really invested. And basically what happens is uh, Grindelwald casts a kill spell against somebody. Dumbledore casts a protection spell. And like they do the Ghostbusters thing of like they the streams. Cross the streams. They cross <laughs> the streams. And like in what I can only describe as like the anime god realm it just the whole movie turns to white and they're in like a gray white zone and like the blood pact is destroyed or whatever Do, they they just and then they just start dueling with their wands and then it's it's done and at the end of the movie eddie redmayne like newt's commander is like hey like what happened there and i kid you not dumbledore just looks at him and goes must have been fate they don't explain how the curse is broken. They don't explain how this charm like isn't a thing anymore. It's almost like they just they couldn't figure out a good way narratively to get rid of this. And you're just left with Dumbledore being like, must have been fate. Wink. Thanks for coming to Fantastic Beasts. See, like here's the thing. It's Dumbledore awful. could get away with that shit when he was in Harry Potter of giving these corny one-liners to Harry, yeah. where he was like, Oh, you know, Mr. Potter, they never you never know what's around the corner. And they'll be like, Oh shit, Dumbledore so sometimes wise. a wheezes in the bush gives two bites. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? That's accurate. That is, that you two are nailed it. Like these super weird, dumb, trophy, like magic flick of the wrist things of like, you know, Harry, sometimes eating a corn ball is enough to light a fire. And you're like, yeah. Who? It's like, what? What does that mean? 
Like, it, it doesn't oh, make it, like it just. I, it's just it's awful, lazy writing. I also was talking with friend of the podcast Jessica Jones on Twitter about this. Like, yeah, we don't know who this movie was for, and it's like yeah. a master class in how to alienate alienate your entire audience. And it, it like every other franchise we talk about on here, it makes it look it like yeah. so much better. Like, I don't know what Fantastic Beast is doing. I don't know what Harry Potter is doing. I hope J.K. Rowling just moves to the background and just disappears from this whole entire process because she's clearly strangling it and killing it. Like, it's it's awful. It's an awful film. Sounds like she's it, out of ideas. It seems like it, it also has this vibe of the whole series, like one and two, one, I get, one is tolerable. And if they had just done one, like it was like, yeah. Hey, you want to learn a little bit more about this book that was referenced in a book yeah. that got turned into a movie that we then made a movie about like that would have been fine. But they're like, no, make it a series. And that just, it's so unnecessary. And it feels like someone said, well, if a little is good, a lot must be great. And that is not how Don't this forget, works. They also have to try and save, their franchise and that is a version of having a trilogy or like this yeah series is like you have to either you hear all the backlash COVID happened push this pushes things back all this other stuff right now this movie is responsible for responding to backlash answering questions and also trying to be a good movie with a good cast and continuing a story that is like a legendary uh a legendary what do you call this uh what is Harry Potter universe yeah yeah yeah. And yeah. and the other and, and the last thing I'll say is some of this feels like someone was like so I feel like she had a friend who was like really into LSD in the 70s and she said, "Hey, when you were high, what oh were some gosh. of the animals that you saw?" And he was like, "Oh, fuck. Like what was this one time that like I was really worried that my parents were judging me and then like a deer showed up and kneeled and I knew I was great." Like, and that's the sense, like, that's it. And I was like, well, tell me, was there one that was scary? Well, yeah, there's like a series of lobster people that came in and they, but if I moved the right way, they were fine. Oh, well, how did, how did, how did it leave? Uh, well, I mean, it turned into a snake and slid it into a pond. That was my bedroom. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. some of this shit is just insane. And who in general is that for? Like when I'm reading, like Deathly Hollows. I'm not right. going like, but was there a lobster monster? <laughs> nope. Don't give a shit. I, Don't give a shit at all. Yeah. <laughs> my, like, my, fi- like, my final thing here is like, we've talked about before. And for those that are new listeners or you didn't listen to this episode, Fantastic Beasts was supposed to be a slam dunk of a franchise. Oh, yeah. You, you hire Eddie Redmayne to act awkward. Done. You, you come up with Fantastic Beasts. He helps them. The antagonist is like a poacher. That was easy. You make you mm-hmm. make you make a trilogy about it. The merchandise does itself. Mm-hmm. You call the it toys. a day. Yeah, like the, the toys, toys, the monsters. Like it's per- it's perfect. Like it could def- it it could be generation defining based on the the creature designs that they have. Instead, yeah. they have this thing where it's like there's creatures here, but you know what? We're going to tell you about the rise of magical fascism and magic Hitler and Dumbledore and their backstory and why it's important that you stand up to people. 
Magic and Hitler is such a funny phrase to me. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, and it never fully phrase. commits to its idea. Like that's yeah. the thi- like it. That's the frustrating thing. And Star Wars is a little bit at fault for this too. I'm not. I'm not trying to give a pass yeah, or come down really hard. But like Harry, like like Mads Mikkelsen doesn't even talk about in this movie until the last twenty minutes. He's like, by the way, I do want to kill all non-magic users. If you don't know that, if this is your first movie. <laughs> Or if you need to be reminded of that, you don't know that till the end of the movie. You don't know why Grindelwald is a threat. It's never made yeah. clear. Like yeah. he, there's, he did these obscure crimes, but they're never defined. And someone's like, he killed people, but like it's never well defined. Yeah. And and if you're gonna have your main antagonist, you got to do a little bit more than like someone shouting at him in a crowded room. It's just bizarre storytelling, top to bottom. Yeah, that is. I, I appreciate, whole, I appreciate you the muggle thing is uh, interesting because I feel like they never really hit that topic very hard in the previous Harry Potter movies. Like the biggest thing was like Hermione, and books, mentioned really. muggles, and yep. no, I don't think Voldemort's plan was ever to like kill all the muggles. It was really like, no, this is just world domination. So I don't I, know. They mention it, not a bigger thing or not a smaller thing. You know, like I don't know. Like maybe I feel like he was. Saying? This all feels like it was it was steeped in this undertone of like he never outright came and said, I want to kill all the muggles. What he said right. was, I want to return magic users to their glory. Oh, and that it. also kind of is, has to be like the hey, if you're paying attention, that means any muggle, any person yeah. who's from not from magical <laughs> blood. They're diluting it and making it worse. So they got to go. Instead, right. Instead, that sounds like. Hey, we know if you're from the outside, muggles love magic. That doesn't mean you get to survive. Like it's going to be the good magic. That means if you're not a pure blood, bitch, you yes. get to. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. and they don't make it clear. Like, by the way, this whole movie is predicated on an election. I have no idea <laughs> what the other candidates stood for, and it doesn't <laughs> matter. And that's a problem in your political thriller magical movie up right. called Fantastic Beasts with Secret like three beasts. Right. <laughs> what yeah more like skeletons in dumbledore's closet because there's also this whole other thing brian you left out that, that oh, dumbledore literally killed his sister and yet, i wasn't uh, yet in act three yeah this fucking deer is kneeling to him which makes all 30 minutes prior he's like i'm not really sure if i killed my sister or not Anyway, let's go to this election. Yep, basically him and Grindelwald got into a fight. Or no, him yes. and his brother got into yes. a fight, Marcus, and they essentially like drew on each other with wands and they just started whipping out curses and hexes and like somehow under- his sister got in the middle of it. I do and understand. nobody really knows who killed her, but it's like, uh, that's... What? So it's between him and his brother. Either yes. one of them could have killed him, but if Dude. the deer bowed, that technically means the brother killed his sister you could absolutely I mean, interpret it that way i mean i guess but i'm more worried about mm. whatever the fuck is going on at what they were really fighting about <laughs> because do you understand they Brothers. killed somebody that means they were using some of the unforgivable curses mm. on one another so this mm. had to be like this isn't just like a you didn't take out the trash or mm. you gave side eye to my homeboy I mean, you uh, never know it's but it's that's the thing that blows my mind in their house they're like how do I Jeez. show my brother what's up? It's fucking avocadaver, this motherfucker over here. Like, that just makes I, like that's the, like lower the bar just a little bit. 
Well, and I was I was blown away. There was not like a highly illustrated, stylized flashback. It's just that. Jude Law literally reading out of a book is what it feels like. Looking Which, at looking at a picture. I mean that too. And it's like, don't get me wrong, Jude Law, you have a wonderful voice. I just I expect yeah. more from a two hundred million dollar budgeted movie. Yeah. From WB. I yeah. just I do. I I don't know what to tell you. He's yeah. It's a great point. Anyway. Well, I appreciate the breakdown. Yeah, Thanks for watching awesome. it so we don't have to. Thank you for letting me just say all that. Like, I just no, it bothered me. Yeah, I'm glad you if did. If it makes you feel better, I am now convinced that I will not watch this. So don't, I don't like, know. Part of me wants to anybody listening, it. just go read Wikipedia. Like, save yourself. Like, uh, just, it's not worth it. I mean, you could get drunk and watch it. That'd be fun. <sighs> I mean, no, you I could. I want to waste my drunk. That's but a, it's two and a half nice. hours. You'll fall asleep yeah, by the time you get. Very like, true. You'll hit your buzz halfway through with the lobster people, and then it's like you got no idea what's going on with a magic deer. Yeah. But whatever, <laughs> you do true. you. Um, like, yeah, go ahead, please. Jesus. I was gonna say, Marcus. Speaking uh, of WB, yeah. I do believe you have some some information and have a deep dive for us too on please. Superman, which I'm very uh, excited yes, about. Please. please. Now, here's what I need. I need everybody's undivided attention. Okay. I'm okay. ready. I went down okay. a rabbit hole. I know we have a movie to review. We do. I, we I mean, review, yeah. But like, I feel like that review is going to be kind of quick. <laughs> Just kind of. Just a little quick. bit. Yeah. I am here because it has been a while since <laughs> I have gone down a Superman, like, just deep dive. Okay. I love it. Know, and join the Patreon. Look, you know what I mean? Join yep. the Patty family. Listen, if you look behind me, Superman is everywhere. Okay. That's true. Yep. We have comic He's wearing books. a Superman shirt right now, folks. Wearing a Superman shirt. I have all of these it's comic true. books. It's true, he does. Okay. Listen, all of these comic books. I have goddamn Smallville as many wow. sets up until season 10. That is that's incredible. legitimate DVDs. Wow. I am set. Yeah, these are like DVDs, DVDs, right? So incredible. I'm saying that. To put my resume out there. Okay? okay. That's my resume on my. I am a fan. Do I deep dive into this shit? No, absolutely not. But I got enough background information and I watch enough to be a dangerous motherfucker and know why I like <laughs> Superman. Okay. So I have I a presentation it. that I would like to present to everybody. Okay. okay? Oh, it's in. Wow. Go. The writing is in Kryptonian, if I'm correct. Yes. Oh, it is. It is in Kryptonian. And for those that may not be able to read Kryptonian, um, like I can, this is called Fuck You, I'm (laughs) Superman. (laughs) So that is the name of this presentation. I need everybody to just. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. This is incredible. Welcome to Fuck You, I'm Superman. Now, I have spent my last day and a half. I have watched all. I've watched Superman with Christopher Reeves. Okay. The Superman Returns with Brandon Roush. And Man of Steel with Henry okay. Cavill, and I actually did watch um, Superman Two as well. Um, okay. With, okay. With so I'm just I watch the big three when it comes to the movies. I am okay. just talking movies right now, just movies. All right. Okay. So, welcome to fuck you. I'm Superman. <laughs> People have this saying, and they say Superman is too OP. And for those that may not know what OP means, they say Superman is too overpowered and yep. unrelatable okay they yes. complain about the movies 
because they talk about the destruction and all of this other shit when it comes yes. to movies. And I'm here to break down why everybody should just shut the hell up. So, okay. question, and I mean that respectfully. Please continue to voice your opinions. I mean, let's find out. Let's find out. But Superman is too OP. Here is Marcus Destin's um, reveal to that, okay? Shut okay. the hell up. It's a comic book. <laughs> that is my answer. <laughs> we are talking about movies, okay? We are talking about legitimate comic book movies. And, I, and to be quite oh, frank, this goes across the board. Here's why I got triggered. Obi-Wan fan base and the response to obi-wan and reva pissed me off yes because yep yes yep. fan bases are just fucking out of their mind so i'm they here are. to just kind of reset and press a button and remind you all shut the hell up it's not real <laughs> yeah. okay so is superman op yes but for the reasons that they wrote superman he was supposed to be this is who right. he is like he's yeah. supposed to the red underwear he's supposed to be these in these bright colors he's supposed to be mild manner clark kent shut the hell up it's a comic book yeah number one writing and the versions of characters here's the i have three points the writing and the versions of characters one of the reasons why superman has not had a fully successful run because if you look back all the superman movies did very well except for brandon roush's um that was probably the more disappointing one um when it came to like the return I, yeah. I see Brian looking. The, Brandon, the Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh. Oh, sorry. I said Roush. I was looking. No, okay. no, relation, no relation to Brian no Roush. Relation, no relation. <laughs> Routh and Roush. Um, that was more of the one disappointing one. But even Zack Snyder had a successful run with his Man of Steel. Yeah. And yep. uh, Richard Donner had a successful run with his uh, version of Christopher Reeves of Superman, who was the most classic Superman there is. So one of the reasons that they have not been successful, WB does not know how to write Superman because they no. always try to yeah. downplay his powers or they want to show you how he could go evil and what happens when yeah. the most powerful person in the world goes yeah. bad and blah, 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 blah. They always fall back to the shit or they have to kill him to say, wow, yep. he really was the great hope because he was so powerful. Now we got to kill him. Yeah. Yep. Not to mention... Yeah. There are different versions of this character based off of who's doing the writing and directing. Let's get yes, into sir. it. Christopher Reeve is the OG of this shit, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is just my yeah. personal opinion, but Christopher Reeve is the well-balance of Clark Kent and Superman. This man yeah. Yeah. would change his posture when he was Clark Kent while he was acting to slump and he would be klutzy and clumsy and run into things and purposefully like be a ditz but when he was Superman, he would adjust his posture, take yep. off his glasses, and we'd be this completely different character, almost to the point you couldn't really tell. And yep. there wasn't a lot of that was just him being him. This was like Chris Reeves was like six four. He's like over six that foot. Right. Yeah. Would, yeah. But when he was Clark Kent, he would slouch. Yeah. Okay. So this version of Superman is about hope. Okay, this was okay. like in the what eighties? Like yeah. this was like in the eighties, yeah, late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. So imagine late 70s and early 80s fashion and this big boy scout with blue and red and red (laughs) underwear comes out. Of course, this is going to look ridiculous. But remember, it's a comic book. All right. Remember, it's a comic book. So this version of Christopher Reeves for me is all about hope. Okay, it's this hopeful, charismatic person. It's like everybody loves Superman. There isn't a whole lot of politics like you see in these newer yep. versions. Next version, Nin- Brandon. Nineteen seventy-eight. Nineteen seventy-eight was Christopher. Nineteen seventy-eight, right on that cusp. So thank you, Brandon Routh. Or Brand- yeah, Brandon Routh. Yep. Now 
Yep. He got the short end of this stick because of the writing, because yes. all yeah. they really tried to do with the writing was recreate the Christopher Reeves Superman. Yeah. yeah. Because if you listen yep. to it, they use a lot of the same lines. They reference, I know that they try to pay homage, but they overpaid homage to the point where it was just them recreating the movie all together. Yeah. These same fashion, same right. dull down tones. The red, bright red and yellow went to a maroon and a dark piss color, like in his costume, because they were trying to do that realistic. What if Superman existed in real life? Which it, right. it was right on that cusp of like Dark Knight Returns. Like Batman that Begins had come out maybe a year or two before. I want to say that yeah. sounds and right. I think there was supposed to be like a crossover too. Like it was rumored, like if both of those did successful, those two were going to do World's Finest together. I thought. I mean, I, I am legend had that billboard of this yeah. logo and the Batman Begins logo. So, like, yeah. I would absolutely believe it. Yep. Batman Begins so, came out in 2005. This movie came out in 2006. Thank you. So, this was, they were going to tie those two together if that film was successful. Okay. And which I could see it. They're both yeah. grounded superheroes. They both it wasn't very unrealistic. Yep. The more, the only powers that they really showed was his invincibility and the stuff that was like more realistic. And then they did right. heat vision. Like, so they, everything made yeah. realistic. All right. So cool. Brandon Routh to me was this, it was like trying to transition Superman into sure. being a father. Okay, so it wasn't oh, just sure. like huh. the Superman we knew. They were trying to age him a bit and show like what happens when the Man of Steel has something different to fight for. Because in it, he finds out he has a son. You know, he was gone for five years trying to find himself. You get this new Superman. And this Superman is really based off of like regaining hope again. Got it. Sure. Okay? Yep. sure. Right. This Superman, which is one personally one of his my second favorite right after Christopher Reeves, Henry Cavill Superman. All right. Mm -hmm. Henry Cavill Superman is all about showing how powerful he is. It's just like the quote yeah. that Dave Chappelle said. Sometimes you got to be a lion to show the lamb that you really are, because in his initial movie, Man of Steel, there's so much destruction and there's a whole lot going on. But he also shows how powerful he is. Because then in the following movies, it isn't that much destruction because he learns his lesson, which is right. going to bring me to my second point. Time changes and timelines. Yeah. As we progress in life, things change. They require a different type of writing. Yes, they require true. a different type of person. They require a different type of hero. And these are all in different like timelines of how Superman became Superman. When you look at this motherfucker, going back, when you look at Christopher Reeves, his timeline was he didn't become Superman until he was about like 20 something. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. 33. I mean, he had a full like, job. Like, he had a definitely full older. Job. He only made his reveal after he did all of his lessons. And if you go back and listen to the original movie, they were by the years. So he found oh. the Fortress of Solitude when he was in high school. And some of like the mirage of messages is like Jarrell saying this year, we're going to talk about relationships. And he spends years learning in the fortress oh, of shit. solitude from galaxies and earths. And then he reveals himself when he saves Lois from the helicopter. All right. So shit. once again, yeah. being hopeful, right. that was being hopeful, Brandon Ralph, he disappeared yeah. and came back. As Superman. So he had already been here, but disappeared for five years. And then when he came back, everybody was like, well, does the world need a Superman? You know, what does the world look like now? We've been doing kind of just fine without you. Yeah. This is a completely different timeline and focus more on 
you know, him leaving and trying to find out who he was and also what happens when things aren't the same when you get back. Completely yeah, right. different Superman with completely different challenges. Henry Cavill Superman, mind you, was not Superman until he was a full-fledged adult. Because yeah. if you yep. look in the movie, Zack Snyder, what he did with his Superman movie was give context. Zack spent a lot of time on Krypton showing Jor-El and how Jor-El got yeah. down. He was yeah. showing how he was and how his wife was when it came to Krypton and what the fuck was going on between battling Zod and like his incursion. Yeah. And then trying to also figure out how like the planet's about to explode. How the fuck are we going to get through all this shit? Right. Right. But yeah. then this guy, he was like on fishing boats. He was saving people, but nobody really knew who he was. He was taking jobs and not really settling down. He didn't make a full reveal until like Zod came. Yeah. Until Zod revealed himself, he then was like, hey, I'm on your side. Because in right. real time, everybody tried to figure out, okay, there's four of these motherfuckers here. One is wearing blue. Who is on our side? <laughs> yeah. And they had yeah. to try and figure this shit out all together. All the timelines right. of when they become Superman and what the challenges are, are so completely different. And I feel like people completely forget that. Now, let's look at this. This was the fight in Superman 2. Zod yeah. wearing leather boots. He looks like a you know frisky. Zod is looking frisky with him and his it's team. Like a member of David Bowie's yeah. backup band. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, he does. <laughs> so what I want to point out here is people talk about the destruction in Man of Steel and the, and all of that. That's the biggest thing that they bring up. Right. Look at how much shit he destroyed. In context, in the late seventies, early eighties, he also caused damage in this fight scene in the city. It just looked more cartoonish. Throw him into a couple trucks. He also right. blew a billboard. He also like took it in the city. They were blowing wind to the people in the city. <laughs> they tried to stay enough for Superman. They were using super breath to push him back. They destroyed the fucking Daily Planet. But people forget that this scene, Brandon oh, Ralph. Jesus, yeah. Oh, I remember this. Fuck. I hated this part of this movie. Lex what? Luthor made a kryptonite island. He made a kryptonite island trying to recreate his own little continent. And this motherfucker, guess what he did with this island? He threw it into space. Where does that go from there? Like, I mean, it's going to come back. That's how gravity works. It has to come back. You also have all of this space I mean, and all of it doesn't get taken. So where the fuck does this island go? He threw it in space. <laughs> does anybody mention this shit? Hell no. Now, when you are terraforming a planet... How nice and neat does terraforming look? Not, 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 I not mean, clean. I'm going to go ahead on a limb and say, not great, Marcus. It's not <laughs> fucking great. So when you got a big machine that is terraforming the world to look like Krypton, and majority of the damage done is not done by Superman necessarily, but it's done by this machine trying to terraform a planet, which Zod is the one that laid the shit out. He sent the shit out. Yes. Yes. Yes, Doug. Answer. Ask your question. Yes. I mean, didn't didn't he punch Zod through a building? He. I mean, what is he supposed to do? I if mean, you I'm get just, into a fight in a china I'm shop. Just, I'm asking a question. I'm asking. I mean, I'm just pointing out that he did punch a man through a building. <laughs> Doug, okay, Doug. If we're in a comic book shop, oh, right? Oh my gosh. And we both get into an all-out brawl in the comic book shop. I, what's going to happen to the comic book shop? It's going to get destroyed. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I needed to know. Appreciate yeah, it. it. So, especially if you're trying here, to protect, if you're trying to protect your place, and this guy is being destructive, what else am I supposed to do? That's a fair point. I mean, I'm just saying. That's a fair point. I'm just saying. 
Now, everything's so easy when everybody from the outside looking in, I'm like, he could have did this and he could have did this. This shit is a comic book, first of all. It is. It's like, a comic book. Come on, man. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I really don't like taking uh, a multivitamin. I always feel like I have to take six or seven different pills just to make sure that I'm getting a complete picture of vitamins and nutrients that I need to take on a daily basis. And it made it really easy and really simple to ensure that I was getting all the necessary vitamins to stay healthy and on top of my game. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. I personally consume this because, as I mentioned, it is hard as a dad when you're constantly on the go to make sure that you're getting all your vitamins and nutrients and minerals, all the things you need to stay healthy and to keep showing up for your family. So it's really easy. I take it right away in the morning, right when I get back from the gym, and it really makes my day so much better. I also love the fact that it is super easy to bring with me uh, because, you know, travels become a new thing, especially now that the pandemic is kind of shifting into a new phase, and I love that. I can bring it with me. I really appreciate the fact that it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. I also really appreciate the fact that it costs them less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit um, and that is something really hard to find. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And next, next one, take a step back. Everyone ain't the same. Okay. That's Everybody true. is not the same. These these motherfuckers, I'm gonna get to that next. I these I motherfuckers I really wish them. everyone could see these PowerPoint slides. <laughs> these PowerPoint slides are incredible. These these motherfuckers are not the same heroes. Okay, they're not the same versions of Superman. And right. like you have to take a step back and realize everybody's not gonna handle that character the same. Now, I do feel like Zack Snyder handled this shit perfectly. Because you have him write Man of Steel, which was a good intro to a Superman. And then you force him to write Batman versus Superman and introduce two other characters because WB is trying to rush the whole process, mind you, right? And you yeah. rush this whole thing and you not only tell him, okay, hey, you did great with Superman, but can you also introduce Batman and Wonder Woman in your film? Right. Yeah. Three big, th the big three you want to introduce in the same film and expect it to be under two hours and to be funny and not dark. Ooh, I'm not understanding. So sometimes Oof. you should just take Oof. a step back. Everyone ain't the same. Now, this, I know I get made fun of all the time about the goddamn Snyder Cut, okay? But here's what I want to point out. Everybody talked about the Snyder Cut, the Snyder Cut, the Snyder Cut. I get it. I understand your frustration, but guess what? The shit came to pass and it was successful and a way better movie than Justice League was. Okay? Here's the other thing I want to point out. Richard Donner also had a Richard Donner cut back in the 80s because oh, he got fired. 
from oh my god he well he dropped out or got fired from the second superman and then i think he came back and that's why a huh. lot of the stuff had to be reshot and they did stand-ins and it was a whole lot of shit going on because also um marlon brando i think he dropped out because richard donner was not coming back because the studio wouldn't give him a schedule they wouldn't give him the timeline of the movie it was a whole lot of shit going on so then he comes back and richard donner releases guess what a Richard Donner cut. That's amazing. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. An extended version of Superman. So why is it people have a problem with this one, but they don't have a problem with this one? Huh. So I just want to say, put it into perspective. Now, for some of you people out there, some of you fans, as I wrap this shit up, I want to let you know I figured it out. I know what the issue is. I know what the problem is. I don't have all the answers. I just like the characters that I like, and I hate when people are so fucking nitpicky. All right? And and here's what I want to say. I figured it out. You motherfuckers are toxic. Okay? <laughs> Y'all are toxic. A lot of you, not just Superman. You don't have to like Superman. I get it. This was just a, you know, this was just a base to kind of introduce a different conversation of stop being a toxic fan base. Stop being toxic fans and stop being toxic non-fans, especially when it comes to characters that aren't real in universes that aren't real. I'm not understanding how an actress can get so much hatred for fucking Obi-Wan yeah. for being an actress and being hired to do the job. If I come to your job and give you hell, you'd be upset. If I discriminated against you because you yep. are in a position that I don't agree with nor understand, mind you, because that's what happens nine times out of ten. People go to a business, you don't understand, you don't know, you just see and you react. And I get it. I'm not telling everybody to like it, but respect is the word of the day. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of yes. these fucking fan bases are so you lack so much respect that you become so toxic because you don't like change. You yeah. hate it. Yeah. You despise it because it's not what you grew up with, because it's not how you understood it, or it forces you to learn something new and it forces you to be uncomfortable. We are three episodes in, about to be four episodes into Obi-Wan. It's not even the end of the series, and you sons of bitches is all complaining and being toxic. There was a yeah. white guy on fucking Twitter trying to explain racism. <laughs> trying to explain Oof. why Star Wars is not racist based off of his opinion. <sighs> so I don't Yeesh. understand how that happens off of comic book characters. Thank you me. motherfuckers is delusional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Can I just give a presentation on Superman. Yes, to make a new introduction into something else that you motherfuckers is delusional. I love all this shit. Yeah, you, I got the comic books. I got Smallville. I got all this other shit like that. But guess what? At the end of the day, it's a fucking fictional place. Yeah, yeah. So I need y'all to cool it. Yes. Yeah, like and I, cool, and I think, like like what you like. Be passionate about it. Love it. Read it. Watch it. But when you're taking time to be a nasty motherfucker, that's when you become toxic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I would say the other thing is, it's like you two things can be true. More than yeah. two things can be true. You can both love something because it's an original story, but also be like, man, I really wish it was consistent with everything else. What Absolutely. you can't do is say it's terrible because of 
the way someone is represented in it, the mm-hmm. way the actor or actress that someone was chosen to portray a certain role, that's mm-hmm. where the line is, I think is is really the, the key message that I think Marcus to to back you up and kind of kind of go off your yeah. point here is it's like you can love and hate something for whatever reason you want to, but when it crosses a line from being this person is not the right fit because they are XYZ, mm-hmm. that's where it starts to become a problem because that is insanity in the world that we live in and i think i I mean marcus you brought to light everything going on with kenobi and i mean the fact that star wars even had to say like don't be racist i think is just so indicative of the the fans of star wars and i think that i'm I'm at least glad they're taking a step and acknowledging like hey some of this fan base is racist and that's bad i'm i mean like it's very it's a very low bar Right. I'm still glad they did it. And I feel like if you're a racist, then you don't really understand Star Wars and you're not really a fan. And I think a lot of the things, too, of just like, Marcus, I feel like this was such a good and thorough presentation because this could be yeah. said for so many characters and that it's okay to change. Like, change is okay and new interpretations are okay. And you hit on that in every like single point in your in your presentation, like Superman doesn't need to have this singular story of how he becomes Superman. Like these stories are things that we use to make sense of the world around us. And like, like Superman was created in the thirties. And Mm -hmm. I think to me, I, I get it. We're living in interesting times. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have the, you, you, the idea that there's this guy flying around and he's just, you know what? No matter what happens, he's going to take care of it. Or there's at least mm-hmm. somebody looking out for somebody mm-hmm. amongst all this opulence and wealth that, I mean, yeah. is out there. Uh, that's that's comforting. And even the idea, even if it's not real, like that mm-hmm. in itself is comforting and how we try to make sense of right and wrong. And um, like, you know, the Great Depression was happening and some like, <laughs> like you needed the idea that somebody was interested and wanted to create a character that was always morally good, always did the right thing, could fly somewhere super fast and take care of it. There's a comfort in that, even if it's not real and it's okay that that's adapted to different times. And if the world feels out of control because the, the mid thirties were tumultuous globally speaking, right. You know, you need a symbol of hope to say Mm -hmm. you can always have faith that someone somewhere will look out for you and they may be Clark Kent. They may be Superman. It may be Joe Schmo down the street, but someone is looking out um, for you overall. And that is not a point that's, that's lost on me by any means. I think Mm -hmm. the last, the other piece I want to say to this is that, you know, our podcast several times uh, we did this to start this podcast was we were very critical of a particular movie. What I am not going to do and what I will not, and I think, and no, no, I don't think I know my co-host won't do this. So I'm never going to tell someone that they shouldn't like the secrets of Dumbledore. I'm no. going to say I had a problem with it because it seems like gobbledygook. But if you love it, mm-hmm. good. Glad you love something. Glad it did something for you. We pointed out the reasons why it didn't do something for us. And I think that that's that's a that's a very important distinction to make because I don't want to go down the road of if you we hated it and you should hate it, too, because that's not. 
that's not fandom. <laughs> that's indoctrination. I, I mean, we'll say if mm. something isn't for us, but we're not going to be the people coming into your living room being like, stop having fun. You know, <laughs> like we're never going to be that. And like, we'll tell you why we might think something is problematic and why we may yeah. not enjoy something. I'm about to do it with Jurassic World. There you go. Um, <laughs> and, and one of the last things is like, Jarrell Jorel said something that was like, it's a movie and the movies are still impactful. But one of the things, the messages he gave to Clark Kalel Superman yeah. as he was coming to the planet was they have so much potential. All they need mm, is right. the leadership. Yeah. They need the leadership that he literally tells them you can take the pride in your heart of like, it's kind of going back to that Tom Cruise thing, like of it being time to let go. That doesn't oh, mean man. like it's like you need to progress. Like you cannot yeah. get stagnant. And Jarrell tells him like they're going to need a leader. That is not an S. It's a symbol for hope. And literally tells him even in the 80s version, they're going to need your leadership to guide the way and show them the light. And so I'm saying that because like there are people out here like you have to continue to be good. Yeah. Like Mm-hmm. No matter how bad it gets, you have to continue to strive and be your best to be good. And yeah. you can't be good, as my old pastor used to say, you can't be good on Sunday and then Monday through Friday you sin all day. Right. Right. I hear that. So like you it's it's one or the other, and it's 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 partly our responsibility to stand up and stand in the gap when this yeah. kind of stuff comes up. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I, I think it, that you just underscore like a brilliant point that you said so well of just like it's 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 up to us. Right. Yeah. Like Superman reminds us that it's up to us to make this world a better place. And I feel like that's one of the reasons he's such an enduring symbol, because in the movies, it's like, wow, like he's amazing and he's doing all these things. And he's like, hey, like if you <laughs> if you if you want your world to be better, you, you need to too. be better. I'm going to be here. But like. I can't do it for you. And I feel like yeah. that's bingo. I feel like he says something to that effect in the snack. I can't remember. He but says like, something. It, and that resonates. Yeah. It's like um, something in one of the movies, there's something that's like, I can't be everywhere at once. Right. But what I can do is inspire others yeah. to stand up. Yes. Because well, I mean, I and that's can't be everywhere at once. I can inspire other people to give an, and give enough hope that they stand up and want to do the right things when I'm not there. Yeah, it's a great point. And I think the last thing I'll say is like, in addition to kind of build off of this, and I know we've mentioned like Star Wars, but there are other fandoms that are that are just as guilty of this. Is and I think everybody has their their fandom Gestapo sitting in the wings, waiting to correct somebody on a fact or a detail or a plot point or a quote or a production fact. And it's really great that they've accumulated that knowledge. I think what's what what I believe differentiates someone from being like a true fan. From, from from a fan to a true fan, it's a true fan invites other people to participate and to yes. do it, enjoy it too. And I think yeah. that that's what the key difference is. And to y'all's point, if we collectively can be not a barrier, but a doorstop, so that way it's open so other people feel like they can come in and out of it when they want to. Yeah. That's the role that we have to play. And it requires vigilance. You have to pay attention to it and you have to be plugged into it. And you got to call it out when you see it. And it's if it's mm-hmm. if it stinks like shit and if it looks like shit, it's probably shit. And you need to you need to call people on it. Mm-hmm. So thank you, gentlemen, for allowing me this time to uh 
to do a deep dive. I'm still not done with my deep dive. But I mean, this this feels foundational to the podcast, so I'm glad you, I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you did it too. Thanks for listening. We are going to pivot ourselves over to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So this is oh, you clicked on it at the same time I did. <laughs> um, so this is going to be a primer. Because yeah. we are going to go and see uh, Jurassic World Dominion, which comes out this Friday. Um, and so we wanted to watch the last iteration to kind of get a sense for what the state of things is and what the state <laughs> of things is going on. And um, I have some questions. Um, <laughs> I have some questions. <laughs> I and, bet you do, Doug. But, but gentlemen, just after seeing, had any of you seen this prior to this past weekend? Yes. Yeah, I've seen it you once. Had? You had? Yeah. I had never seen this before. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I, oh, wow. I had never seen Jurassic World. Wait, oh, what? My God. What? Yeah. I watched like half of it once and then never finished it. Oh, wow. I love how okay. Marcus and I are on the same page. Like, you always see the dinosaur movie, man. Yeah. Like, but what happened here? Um, what oh, happened is always see the dinosaur movie. You just, that's, yeah. I think what happened is I was nervous. Like and, and and this is what I mean by that. Yeah. I love Jurassic Park. Okay, I can quote the when the movie's playing. I can quote that shit like sure. at, the line before it happens. I can yeah. quote it. So I love like capital L love Jurassic okay. Park. And so I think when Jurassic World came out, I was like, oh fuck, not this one too. Because this was kind <laughs> of like they had this string there of like remakes or reversions yeah. or like to use sort of like the Top Gun analogy, like legacy sequels, right? Sure. Like we were kind of doing this. Ghostbusters had gotten one at this point. Yep. Like, and we were kind of there and I was like, I don't want, I don't want to hate. I don't, I don't want to see what they're going to do to my boy. Like, I don't, I don't want to see, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see what they're going to do to my boy. And so I was worried. And so when it finally, so I didn't pay for it in the theater, but I rented it when it came out. Okay. Um, and so I watched it half of it when it came out and never quite finished. I mean, I kind of got the idea of, of what happened. Um, but yeah, so that's because uh, I, I mean, by watching the beginning of this one, you kind of get an idea of like, I mean, yeah. what happened. Um, and yeah. plus it's, it's a Jurassic Park movie. I can probably put the pieces together. Yeah. Um, you know what you're going to do. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely fair. So, um, but gentlemen, thoughts on this? What did you, what were your impressions? What did you, what did you like? What you didn't just quick, uh, what you checking in? Damn. It was, it was a lot. I'm not going to yes. lie. Yeah. It was a lot of story for what was that? Two hours. I can't remember how long I, it, it was. Like, definitely two hours. Definitely felt like two yeah. and a half. I, it, yeah. That was what I was trying to say. It was, it I'm going to look it up. I felt every minute of this movie <laughs> after, after they, after the betrayal. So after they get yeah. to the island and oh my gosh. Yeah. Turn, all of the military people turn their back on them and all this stuff like that, that's when the movie really hit a drag for me. And Two I hours and eight minutes, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, that's a lot. That's a lot. Right? This movie was a lot. The pace was just like rocket fast. <laughs> well, until the third act. I, I mean, yeah. you have yeah. the third act where spoilers. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Man, like fine. this movie's been out for a while. It's been out for a while. I, I guess. I'm not putting a primer at the beginning. It's been out. I too mean, long. it's you know what you're getting to, but like the third act is like it's like half the movie. Like yeah. the yeah. third act is like, oh well, now these things have happened. How will they resolve? Anyway, this girl's gonna go hide in her bed. <laughs> right. I mean, that's basically it. 
<laughs> and like and- I remember watching that with Maggie, and I'm like, this entire sequence could have been cut. And she was like, Do you think like do you think they made this so they could show it in a preview? Cause it like would sell oh, in a preview. And I was it- like, maybe, but yeah. like but like there's so many other money shots in this movie that like you don't need like you yeah. don't need this it's yeah. like why do we need a scared girl in her bed like this doesn't make any sense i actually i actually did a deep dive as to why they had a scared girl in there tell bed. me please so in an article in bloody disgusting Love it's it. an article called how j.a bayona turned mm-hmm. jurassic world fallen kingdom into a gothic horror movie and I mean... in this uh the director says the first idea that Colin Trevorrow pitched me was this was the second half of the movie. And uh, let me read the full quote. That's the, one of the fr- quote. That's one of the first ideas that Colin Trevorrow pitched me was this kind of second half of the movie that plays a little bit like a haunted house movie with dinosaurs sneaking through the corridors inside of a mansion and sneaking through windows. That kind of gothic world. The first thing pitched wow. was the second half. So literally, the first half was, well, fuck, how do we get into the mansion? Like, and that's why I went on TikTok and I said, here's my hot take. Jurassic yeah. World Fallen Kingdom is Dracula with dinosaurs. Like the second half of this movie is like, especially like with the claw coming towards right. the bed. He's mm-hmm. hanging upside down at the window, like okay. right out. This felt very like don't let the wrong one in like except it's a fucking dinosaur like (laughs) except too late they're in the basement too late they were made in the basement so (laughs) i this yeah i there there was just and you could kind of tell that that first half was like well you need to go and get them why i don't know volcano like it it just kind of felt like the first half because the second half was just crazy so well that makes a lot of sense if yes if you get that as your first pitch in your whole time you're filming, that is the mm-hmm. that's like the you know yep. chef's kiss for you. The whole first half of the movie did feel like, oh shit, we should we should probably address that island in yeah. the first movie. How do yeah. we get rid of an island quickly? Got right. it. Volcano. Yep. yep. And yep. like, and it was like, uh, okay, like sure, I guess. But then what also blew my mind was the big reveal. That yes. I thought was the biggest reveal was the clone daughter. Yes. And you wait until yeah. the last <laughs> right. 15 like minutes, 10, 20, 20 minutes, minutes maybe. Easy. Yeah. And yeah. like you waited until the very last minute to make the reveal that y'all are cloning. Man, fuck them dinosaurs. Y'all need to be selling the cloning technology. Like, <laughs> right. That's what I don't understand. That again, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, you figured out how to clone people. And get away with it where there are no like right. birthday defects. And for all intents and purposes, that is the same person. Yes. And you're not like, I would be hawking that. Hey, how would you like to never run out of an army? Right. How's that sound? Right. Right. Like you, you could make the, that work. The, Attack the of the now, clones. Let's do it. Yeah. Episode right. two. Right, right there. That's all you need. And I guess I'm, I'm, what I'm concerned about for the next movie is kind of what Fast and Furious kind of did. You got to follow me here. Dinosaurs okay. aren't enough for the movie anymore (laughs) so fast driving isn't enough for the movie so we have to send them into space and send them on missions so what is next in this like what do you do next if dinosaurs aren't big enough 
I feel like them bringing back the original cast is a is kind of a yeah. sign of that. Like, I really wonder if they're all going to make it out. Um, if we're going by legacy sequel rules, by the way, if I'm yeah. going to bring that back up, I feel like one of them is going to bite it. My bet is it's going to be Jeff Goldblum if I, I have to make a prediction. Not. Really? Um, yeah, I think it's Jeff Goldblum only because he's had the longest. He was in this, like, this one for a little bit. He, yeah, he was in this one for a little bit. He seems to be the more beloved character and like motivation for something if something were to happen. And I feel like Laura Dern is just so beloved. Um, anyway, I just uh, I, I I hear you, though. Like, are they going to go? Is it going to be dinosaurs in space? Um, yeah. I do feel like it's kind of taking this weird swerve into like Planet of the Apes territory, except yeah. it's Planet of the Dinosaurs, which yeah. I'm not mad about it no i do think there's an interesting concept there that could be well executed i don't know if it will be however i do think like this sets up an interesting world and going back to your gothic horror thing doug the thing maggie and i were talking about we're like you know how have they not made a good jurassic park video game and we yeah. looked at it and i and i was like you know they always did it like as a shooter or they always yeah. did it as like an adventure action thing and she was like why wouldn't you like make it like a resident evil? Like yeah. you check your back behind every hallway thing. It's a dinosaur hunting you. It's right there. Yeah. And then the second half of the movie is pretty much exactly yeah. like oh, yeah. that. It's this point. like dark hallways. Yeah. Is that, did, did something just move in the shadow? Like you make it a survival horror thing with dinosaurs. Like anyway, I'm getting yeah. off track. No, but... no, no, that makes sense to me. Yeah. The most like, recent, yeah. Dinos, the most recent Jurassic Park or Jurassic World video game they have is you run your own park. It's called <laughs> it's called Jurassic World, like yeah. dinosaur cloner or something Maggie's like into that. that. By the yeah. way, she's looked into getting that. Yeah, which is, I mean, you know what? As a Jurassic Park ba- fan, absolutely my bad. I mean, like, you're telling me it's Sim City, it. but dinosaurs count me in. I have to manage it and make sure there are no incidents. Okay. I can do that. Or like roller coaster tycoon, maybe that's a bad yeah, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Um, there's also like the uh, arcade game Jurassic yep. Park. Yeah, as well. That yep. exists like in a pizza ranch, or I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pizza ranch. Yeah. Midwest reference. Uh, for oh my gosh, yeah, where we live, but. Uh, they also have that ride typically in the Chuck E. Cheese or Pizza Ranch. Yep. Yeah. Like, yep. You gotta escape and drive and turn and shoot and like that. And kind of thing. Shoot all the dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Kill them dead. Um, um yeah. Also, yeah. Oh no, go ahead, Brian. Oh, I was just gonna say, I feel like I don't know, Chris Pratt, I don't know. He uh, he's fine in this. Bryce Dallas <laughs> Howard. Say the fine. Same thing. Were he's you fine. really? Like, yes. like he's fine. I don't know. Bryce Dallas Howard, it just feels like she's really selling it. And like I know yeah. it's a big blockbuster and she didn't need to, but like it really feels like Bryce Dallas Howard was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. Even in the movie poster, her mm-hmm. eyes are coming out of her. <laughs> Oh, like I go Google this if you can't see the live like the live right stream, the Jurassic World Fallen Order poster. You see like the entire whites of her eyes, and I'm like, man, they did this photo shoot probably one day, and how many times was she running to get this shot? <laughs> anyway, well, and- she she did pretty like she did well. She did do good. Yeah. I mean, I I just didn't. <laughs> No, do say it. I I think I know what you're gonna say. Do it. Chris Pratt is just not the one for me. Like he's insane. I'm sorry. Like I get when she called him a beefcake, I was like, I know that that's supposed to be world for you to for him. That's supposed to be the call to be like, you know, he he does look like a beefcake. 
but he's so kind of goofy at times that I never get the, I don't know. There's something that he, the star Lord role is meant for him. Yeah. Star Lord like is perfect for him. That's yep. his bag. That's perfect for him. Anything else that I've seen him supposed to be the main, main hero in, I just haven't been 100% sold on it. If this movie was made, if, if Jurassic world, if the Jurassic world trilogy was made like five years later, I am positive. Dwayne Johnson would have had this role. Oh yeah. For sure. I just hand, like I, I would bet, I would bet a lot of money on it if I gambled because it, 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 he would have done so much more with it and it would have landed so much better in my opinion. So good. That actually right? would have a really good. That actually, if I if I repl- if you go through the movie and just the scenes you remember with Chris Pratt, replace it with The Rock. Of hey, like, seriously, old disgruntled retired. You're deep in the woods behavior. You know, yeah. specialist, and then they turn on you, and then you gotta do all the stuff. And it's yeah. this big guy who's got to face the big dinosaurs, and it's like, man, yeah. if the big guy's scared of the big dinosaurs, like. That makes sense. That was good call. Brian. And he can do the comedy. I think yeah. that's the thing. Like the Chris Pratt comedy for me just didn't like connect with me here. Like the wry comedic style. Like I absolutely believe though the rock could pull off like I'm going to do this Raptor thing and then I'm going to be like time to run or whatever. Like I don't know. Like this role would have been his like if they would have made it just a well, little bit later. Well, and the other thing is, is that like, so I, I, the reason why my jaw was dropping was because Colin Trevorrow, when he was initially interviewed to talk yes. about, because he wasn't initially sold on Chris Pratt. Um, that's he wasn't, amazing. That's he hilarious. wasn't initially sold on Chris Pratt as a, like, as the action hero, because yes. what he was sold on was he was sold on. I like Chris Pratt because he's funny. Yeah. So, because he was saying, like, I really like improvisational actors. And so I really right. like this idea of having one of them involved. So sure. I was sold, yeah. but I had to be convinced that I was sold for the right reasons and not that reason. Because if you just booked him because he was funny, he was worried that it was going to make his movie a little bit sillier. I he mean, I mean, I don't come know. On, come on. Because after like, every serious dinosaur incident, there's a weird, jokey, punny. Like you could have got Ryan Reynolds to do that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, if you want that kind of route, Ryan Reynolds the, is a good balance of both. Did the villain in this, the main antagonist in this movie, did he read like Ryan Reynolds to you? By the he way, did. He did. Yeah, he did read, like, just a little. Like bit. it really felt like they wrote this part for Ryan Reynolds, and they thought he'd say yes, and then they're like, "Oh, he's not going to say yes. Get get whoever. Get other yeah. random white man. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah." yeah. He was and he was supposed to, and he never gave off full villain for me. That's no, the thing. Yeah. He was just like, oh, there's this nice. He was a businessman, and he did yeah, what he was yeah. supposed to outside of killing the granddad. <laughs> but like, yeah, outside of everything you know. else, I mean, he just never gave off like, oh, that's a bad guy right there. And like, I didn't. Give that <laughs> also, can we talk about the relationship between Chris Pratt and Blue for a minute? Sure, like the dinosaur for a what minute. About it. Oh, be careful. It was weird. Why? Why was it weird that they they bonded? He he it he. It's like a it's like a really good dog. I don't yeah. know. Feels like a long way to go for a dinosaur. I just... <laughs> well, they, well, what do you, what, I mean, one, they trained ahead, he Marcus. trained them up in the first one, like the whole pack, okay. right? And so yeah. there was this idea that they made these dinosaurs, and there was only one person who built a bond that could handle these yes. motherfuckers, and it was him. Yes. I just feel okay. like. If you say that's weird, 
then you also got to say, what's the one with the white monkey in uh, Rampage? And... Rampage. That's also weird. Marcus, that's uh, also weird. Okay. 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 Also, okay. absolutely okay, criminal that The Rock didn't turn into a giant monster yeah. animal in I'm that I'm very movie. disappointed. I, I don't understand that. Movie. I thought um, he was going to do that too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess. Like that. I, I like guess it. the. I guess the ending confused. Okay, I get their relationship. The ending confused me. Like what part? Well, because it's like okay, obviously you and Blue and Blue and Chris have this like bond, and he's like, "Hey man, like I gotta transport you. I can't (laughs) just I can't just throw you in the fucking back seat and buckle you up. Like this is the only way to get you home." And she's like, "Nah, man, that ain't me." And took (laughs) off. Like I don't (laughs) understand because. She they just spent half this movie in containers and in cages. Yes. And so I think the plot is supposed to be more so like think of the dinosaurs like you would think of animals or like your yes. favorite pet. And it's like it's a weird thought to think, but it's one of my uh it's not a pet peeve, but it's one of those things I kind of I teeter on. Okay. The good dinosaurs versus the bad dinosaurs <laughs> and yeah. how they differentiate who's good and who's bad and the shots that are like don't forget, mm-hmm. he's still a T Rex, but it's one of the good T Rex, you know. Well, um, yeah. So yeah, but he They're didn't want to do that. Blue a lot didn't want to go back into like. bondage. It was like if you have to, yeah. like it's like what uh, Killmonger said. He said, yes. "I'm not going to jail. You got to bury me with my ancestors before I go get locked up behind a cell." Like okay, that fair point. Of, I mean, fair point. that is I, Marcus. I read Dramatic. that scene exactly the same way. Yeah. Of like, there's the shot of the thing of the cell container, mm-hmm. whatever, and he's like, "We'll we'll keep you safe." And Blue's like, yeah. "Absolutely not. I'm out of here, man." <laughs> like, yeah. And and then he goes off to live his wonderful dinosaur life. Like, I just I feel like it was more. He didn't want to go back into captivity, and he didn't. I feel like there was a level of trust lost. If we're going to talk about dinosaur human relations, there was a level of trust lost because Chris Pratt's here like, hey, man, come back with me, Blue. And then the dude just gets shot in the neck out of nowhere. And he's like, I know you you mean well, but I got shot in the neck. I'm out of here. I'm not getting shot for you or anybody. Like, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) That totally tracks for me. Apparently, Marcus and I have this, like, synergy regarding dinosaur movies. I mean, I guess so. I guess so. Remember, remember, (laughs) I also that, 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 the dinosaur dinosaur activism (laughs) I I am. It is not going to come to any shock to anyone on this no. podcast no. that no. I find myself closely aligned with Jeff Goldblum's thoughts on what should have happened with that <laughs> island because yeah. there Remind is a part people, of me. What he said? What did he? Yeah. Say? Jeff Goldblum said Doug, that. Claim it. Jeff Goldblum said that maybe the volcano <laughs> erupting was a way of nature just taking care of our. Uh, you know, our, our 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 mistake, our our confidence, our ego, and what we could do with a power we didn't understand. And there was a part of me that was like, "Yeah, I get that." So when it cuts to that scene with them and the dinosaur activism, like like headquarters, yes. I was like, "What the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> like what is this? You're not supposed to see dinosaurs. Like, you're not you're not you're not supposed to go outside and be like." Gee shucks, the Stegosaurus was here. Like it's not that's not how this works. <laughs> it will come as no surprise to any of our listeners. I am on the absolute other side of God the damn it. You should have saved the dinosaurs, <laughs> put them somewhere safe. 
found a way to have a preserve for them. We do this for endangered species all the time, but oh no, it's a giant thunder lizard. I guess we can't do it. It's but Brian, scary. these are not, again, I'm going to quote Jeff from the first, the very first Jurassic Park. These are not animals that became extinct due to deforestation. Like, they had their time. Like, that is, okay, that I just, is how it works. I do want to say, in middle grant, as the middleman here, okay, as the middleman, because I have, I have two I've got two thought processes here. My first one would be if we was in the real world and I was watching this shit at home and I was with my parents. I'd be like, That's a like, great question. Are these dinosaurs going to be weaponized and turned into something? Oh, that is what Dominion has to be about. <laughs> Does somebody no. set a raptor loose in the ghetto and just expect it to eat corpse? No, Brian, Marcus, the government isn't that obvious. The government would do this. The government would be like, hey, there's a raptor running through neighborhoods. We're going to put up some electrified fencing over this neighborhood, uh, but we yeah. ran out of money for Red this line. neighborhood. Oh, I hate how right you are. <laughs> we just ran yeah. out of, you know, if we could, yeah. if there was more money in that system, the taxes could pay for their own electric fence, but just it Too is bad. what it is. Oh everybody. my gosh. I, it's hate, the purge. I hate it's it. everything. <laughs> It's all of that. And then, so here's what I want to say. The thing about Jeff Goldblum. Gross. He's also said both of those things after people already made the decision to make dinosaurs. That's fair. Yeah. So fair it's point. like he's reminding people, you should not have done this. And this is a bad idea twice now. Yeah. Right. So like I'm on, I see both sides. If I was just like a regular person, I'll be honest with you. I'll be like, either one, I'm never gonna see that dinosaur ever in my life. I'm never gonna see a dinosaur ever in my life. Right. It doesn't really affect me. Yeah. And then the other one would be like, that's kind of fucked up though. If you got a white <laughs> rhinoceros that's super rare, what's the difference now? Like that's a living, breathing, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's a it exists now. Plus, yeah, we don't right. know if dinosaurs really existed back then. They just dug up some bones and put it into like the dirt and was like, here's a whole bronchiosaurus. And I'm supposed <laughs> to just believe this shit. I mean, they have a whole Apple <laughs> TV right, series called Prehistoric Planet. And that dives into details about dinosaurs I did not want or need <laughs> to know. I how deadly they are. No, Brian. There is a whole sequence because Harrison loves dinosaurs. So, okay. but there was a conversation I was not prepared to have, which is the circle oh, no. of life and how oh, life no. begins. Because oh, there no. is a scene within this show that shows two T Rexes making eggs. And you can take that however you want to. They are oh. getting down with them bad selves. And it is a full, like, it's like a nature show. It's like the. The, the male T-Rex courts her by taking her back to... Like, it's a whole wow. thing. And I fast-forwarded through that part because I was just like, I don't want to have this conversation today. You, you were like, ready. I'm not, I'm not prepared for this conversation today. Um, and I literally... It shows when the female T-Rex shows up and then they both kind of, like, walk off camera. And, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, they're going to go be friends. And, like, fast-forwarded. <laughs> <laughs> why is that one t-rex smoking a cigarette what's it's, going well, on being friends is hard being <laughs> friends is hard on everybody <laughs> it's rough out here. <laughs> how how are we here <laughs> yes. i, I mean 
I, well, I mean, I don't know. Look, look, man, I, I have a hard time. I don't know. I have a hard time believing if we had dinosaurs here, people would be like, yeah, they die. Like people oh, would yeah. absolutely no, try to we save would be, them. They're dinosaurs. Be, Everybody yeah. loves dinosaurs, but, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I mean, it probably, Jeff Goldblum is probably smart. You probably shouldn't, but the movie also does a great job being like, yeah, people would totally exploit this for money, like literally immediately. I mean, that's been rooted in the book. I mean, the yeah. book was, I mean, if you really want a cool read, like, yeah, the movie's good, but the Jurassic yes. Park original novel by Michael Crichton is amazing. Yeah, read a book. That's a it's good book to read. amazing book. Like, and the book on tape is really well done too, but it is, you know, they kind of paint John, they actually let John Hammond off easy in jurassic park uh, they kind of like are like yes. yeah he kind of screwed up he didn't think that this was going to happen but in the mo in the book it's like no he knew what he was doing he straight up stole the technology and then he just reproduced it and never felt guilty about it like I, it was it's yeah. insane i i think the other thing about this movie going back to more of like the some of the movie lore is like i love what when movies they can't get the original actor back for whatever reason. So they couldn't get yeah. Hammond back. Yep. So they're like, hey, he had a best friend partner all along so that you didn't know about <laughs> and never yep. heard and was never mentioned. And it's like, man, y'all are trying really hard to make this like Hammond light. And you know what? Almost distracting. And they were like, Amber Kane. Like, and you, they, stop they were like, that goddamn mosquito. Right. We're probably not going to get him again. So let's just kill him off, too. Because I mean, he's not I'm coming back. Pretty sure he passed away. I'm pretty sure the actor who played him I'm passed pretty sure away. you're right. So, like, I get it. But at the same time, like, just don't, just don't do that. Just make it a new person. Like, you don't need to relate. Anyway, they tried right. so hard to be like, well, they worked on this together. This is why they split. And it's like, I don't know him. No. I don't know who he <laughs> I is. Almost, I almost rewatched the first movie to see if there was like a reference to him in the first. But then I was like, I'm not that invested. No. I'm just going to let it slide. No, there is not. No, no, Maggie and I also watched the first one because she loves the original Jurassic Park. So I also thought we had to watch the first one. So I like classic Brian Roush misunderstanding the assignment. Anyway, we watched the first one. Prepared, still holds up, y'all. So you're not. Jurassic Park is on HBO Max, by the way. It is, and it's still a solid watch. All three, yeah. The first, the first three. Yeah, and then we we did rent Fallen Kingdom, and then yeah, uh, Jurassic World is also a rental. So, but yeah, I, anyway. and I think I think Jurassic World. I think it's distribution rights with NBC is I my right. guess because okay. that's all up, I can guess right now. And don't sign up for Peacock thinking that you're going to be able to don't. watch Jurassic World because you're not. You can watch Howard the Duck though. Fuck. <laughs> no, not again. Jesus, <laughs> never. Nah. Brian, Brian, that's that's my Howard the Duck is my Pearl Harbor. Like never again. I'm <laughs> never going to do that. Never doing that again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I I think I think what happened at the end of I think how this movie finished. I was yeah. generally surprised that the spoiler alert that the little girl was the one that pushed the button. Were you? Oh, to release I was. the dinosaurs? Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I really expected when Bryce Dallas Howard had her hand over, I was like, she's going to do it. I just feel like I, she's going to do it. I, yeah. I was a little surprised. I forgot. I, I, wasn't. <laughs> I forgot. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I expected Bryce Dallas Howard to do it. 
I forgot how this movie ended. So I was a little bit in suspense. I've seen this before I and I yeah. did not remember it. That's hilarious. But, I mean, the main that once again, introducing the biggest punch at the end of your movie. Yeah. The little girl related to the dinosaurs because she was a clone, too. And like yeah. she didn't know anything else. And she'd been locked in a mansion and, you know, hidden from everything. So yeah. she hit the button with the dinosaurs. What, what was the line that she said? She said, um. They're, they're living just, things like me. Yes, yeah, that that's what she yeah, said. They're living Which things, and I can like tell I Doug hates that line. Yeah. That made I, every pro lifer very happy. I, See, ooh. they get it. Yeah, they get it. They made them. I, they're just, Jurassic Park gets it. Why they you? were? You know what? They were embryos too. <laughs> wow! Oh, fuck. It started with the mosquito. That's conception. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I would love if that's the counter argument. Well, I hope you're not killing any mosquitoes then. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But but, gentlemen, that is, I mean, this obviously, I'm excited for Dominion Ooh. to see what they do with it. I do feel like the first portion of this movie is going to be mess cleaning. Like, yeah. you know, just based on the trailer, I mean, it's clear that they're going to a somewhere where they have a bunch of like, predator dinosaurs being yes. weaponized at some point so this does feel like they're cleaning up mess but i'm curious to see how they do it and excited to see the original three come back because i love me some sam that, that, that'll there. that'll be fun yeah i think it'll be fun right i think the new movie will be good so i'm, I'm, I'm like, excited. Yeah. jurassic park as a franchise it is the best like theme park ride you will ever watch oh like you never like even jurassic park 3 you still have a good that's ride, true you know Which and it's not really as crazy. bad as i remember it being like I, I think i said that a while ago that jurassic park 3 it was not as bad as i remember still Sir. not the, it's not the best of the three <laughs> Sir, but you excuse yourself. Bad. Like Fallen Kingdom is definitely better than three. Oh, I agree. right out of the gate. Oh I yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Oh, for sure, for sure, hundred well, percent. It just it wasn't as bad. That's all. yeah. Okay. I think if I had to rank them, mm. I would probably go. And this is without seeing Jurassic World. So just set that aside and sure. put that over there. So ranking sure. the four that I've seen, okay. I would probably put three Jurassic Park three at the very bottom. Absolutely. And then I would probably put Fallen Kingdom, then two, then one at the top. Yeah. That's probably how I would do it. Okay. Yeah. I have okay. a pretty I have a pretty similar trajectory. <laughs> I'd put I'd put Jurassic World after two. That's um, fair. So it's basically like first movie, second movie, next trilogy, first movie, second movie, then three at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think mine is the same as well. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else y'all like to say about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Dinosaurs are cool. Dinosaurs I like watching cool. dinosaurs. Bryce Dallas dinosaurs. Howard is also really good at her job. And so like, yeah. yeah. She's but, a great like, actress. I, oh, this is what I wanted to say. I hate the fucking trope of the nerdy scared. Oh my gosh. Oh, they I really leaned into it. And I don't know if it was the act, like no knock to well, the actor. But oof, I was just, he annoyed the hell out of me. And I yeah. was just, this was unnecessary, an unnecessary character. I agree. It felt like, what it felt like was, like the, if you can feel the boomer influence wherever yes. it came from. Yeah. And they were like, well, you gotta, who's the tech guy? And they're like, oh, it's this person. Like, yeah, it's not funny. Tech. He's gotta do something funny. He's gotta be funny. Make, make, him, make, him make the audience laugh. And I, I also, it's like this theme of like, you know, why did the two people of color 
have to be the two spunky, like mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to best describe it, but like I, I was made very, I, I, I was very, it was made clear to me as I was watching that like the two people of color, they're the ones like, Oh, they're just, I don't understand what they're saying. Or like this person's weird. Like the way they were coded. That's I, the language I was trying to find. Like the well, way that they're coded just didn't yeah. sit right with me. And I feel like the moment where he saves her from the from the like the guards that are there that sure. felt like in an original writing it was like hey those two share a kiss because she's so like they have yes. that kind of will they won't they yeah. yes. but then there was somebody who was like well don't you think that'll take away from the the white people's relationship and they're like <laughs> you're right scrap it like it feels like they were like don't we can't take yeah. away from their moment so because i kind of was like it's kind of nice insane. yeah yeah to yeah. me, I'm sorry. It was just annoying as fuck. No, yeah, I no, it, it was that, and that wasn't for us. That was for the yeah. the boomers that were like, "Well, it's tech people. I don't understand what they do." <laughs> Hack into mainframes. How do you save a PDF? <laughs> help me! <laughs> help me! Help! Help me! Help me! Oh Jesus! Oh, that's how hysterical. do I find this file? I downloaded on my phone. Where is it? Yep. Help me. Help me. Or uh <laughs> or uh, I don't really do the internet well. I'm sorry. Um no. what's my password? I'm sorry. Um awesome. Anything else that you all like to sh- chat about uh Jurassic World with? I enjoyed my time. Good. That's all that matters. <laughs> Gentlemen, anything that you all would like to plug for this week's episode? Brian? Look, thelovenerds.com. Go check it out. There's a ton of good stuff there. Lifestyle, food recipes, t-shirts. It's got everything you need. Fantastic. Really go. Marcus Jarrell Destin. <laughs> <laughs> Happy, uh, uh, I don't know. And anyway, go get yourself some Noah gear. <laughs> Uh, and uh, happy Noah gear, absolutely. happy Noah gear happy, day, happy everybody. Noah gear. Go buy your, <laughs> go buy yourself some something nice or some shit like that. I don't know. But Noah's story, the link in my bio. Yeah, you know go what? Stream maxed. Maxed is also out right now. Go yeah, continue it is. To stream maxed. Um, working on some you know different fun stuff with that too as well. And more music is on the way. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> happy, happy Noah, happy Noah gear was, day. It is not. It, a it is not. Um, the only thing I have to plug is this podcast. Share us with your friends. Leave us a review. Best ways to help show the love. And if you're feeling like you want to give us some extra love, sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash films in black and white. But gentlemen, we have a three-step process to success. And Brian, what is that first step? Hey, folks. Read a book. Doug already highlighted this. And if you're like, you know what? I don't read books. I don't read original books. That's fine. If you like a movie, see if someone wrote a book before it and then read the book you've already done most of the work just read the book and then you get to be that person at the party who says well (laughs) i read the book that's true read a book that's absolutely true marcus what is our second step to success Oh, the second step to success is drink some water. If you find yourself on the internet and in somebody's comments hating all the goddamn time, then you probably should drink some water. All right? You should just take a step back, delete the app for a little bit, drink some water, come back. All right, you gotta stay hydrated. I appreciate that. And our last steps, last step to success is to wash your ass. Look, stinky ass leads to stinky mind, which leads to stinky thoughts. So if you find yourself again. 
in somebody's comments hating on what they like or don't like, take a minute and be like, have I washed my ass recently? And if the answer is no, give yourself a minute. Don't type anything. Wash your ass and then come back. And I bet you'll have a different outlook on life. So wash your ass. It's important. No blood packs. No, and don't, no wizarding blood packs. Try to avoid those. I mean, I know it seems exciting when you do your first one, but once you do one, they're like Pringles. You can't stop. And And then you have, then you you have to go to the God realm and duel. It's a whole thing. It's the only thing. And there's only so many times you can duel before you run out of steam. So, um, gentlemen, that does it for this week's episode of films in black and white. We'll be back next week to talk Jurassic World Dominion. Um, so join us next week as we dive into that new release. And in the meantime and in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we'll catch y'all next week. <laughs>